Hey guys, it's Mike. It's Fight Japan. It's the podcast. We got a big one coming up for you today. We're going to be talking about Quintet Fight Night 5 going down Korakuen Hall in Tokyo, Japan. We have a star-studded lineup. Carpe Diem's coming out there. We got Team Wolf. We got Team Tokoro. And we got Team 100 coming at you. In addition, some really crazy special single matches. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. We'll get into it right now. So first and foremost, kicking things off here, we got to be super thankful. Japan is up and running. We have pro wrestling still going down. We have MMA still going down. And most importantly, especially this week, we have pro grappling still going on. You talk about fight islands in the Middle East. We got the biggest fight island in the world right now still operating. Thankfully, we got fans. We have the press covering and we're doing really well. Um, so I hope everybody out there listening stays safe because, uh, we, you know, it's, it's crazy times. Obviously it's really crazy stuff going on out there, but. We have to be super thankful that uh, we still have live shows that we can go to and definitely that people around the world can watch. So it's a really big event that we have going on out here with Quintet this week. And there's been lots of uh, MMA shows. There was just Pancrase uh, the other day over here. And uh, there'll be another rise in in about a month or so. So hopefully we can keep things together and keep it going for a long time because nobody wants to slip back into this uh, this next wave, especially going through that really long dry spell where we had no MMA for a long time. We had no grappling. Nobody could really get together. Nobody wants to go back to that. So it's really, it's great that, you know, despite all of the the setbacks and and difficulties that the world is going through right now, that we have some great entertainment. So I'll get into some of the matches right now. And really what this show breaks down with, um, and really all quintet shows break down to is who can stop Carpe Dia. So the story for the longest time with Quintet has been either Carpe Diem or 10th Planet. Whenever 10th Planet comes over here, it's going to be wildness. Um, and they're really I, not not the only ones that can give Carpe Diem a run for their money, but it's really been just shared back and forth between the two of them. Because, in my opinion, I think they're the two most cohesive teams out of all of these groups. And interestingly enough, we don't really have a lot of cohesion um, because... Uh, Jiu-Jitsu in Japan, and it's something I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting into a little bit more, it's kind of separated. There's no one lineage that stands out. So a lot of these teams, and Carpe Diem included in this, um, you're going to get a lot of fighters that are from a variety of different dojos, they're from a variety of different lineages, and they also might not even be straight Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioners. A lot of them come from uh, shoot wrestling. We even have one high-level pro wrestler that's on the card. He, uh, well, We'll get into it in a little bit, but um, I'll break down just in a moment about the teams and everything like this, because I think it's really interesting to kind of see one of the major differences between Japanese jiu-jitsu and Japanese grappling in general is the kind of lack of uh, a lack of cohesion in terms of uh, of a lot of the teams. People are kind of coming together more of uh, friendly uh, alliances and things like this. I know, you know, in Brazil's of, Brazil, of course, we have the Crianche and everything like that. You really don't see that much in Japan. I think that there's a lot more free-flowing ideas and there's a lot more openness between dojos and everything. So just to get into it a little bit more, 
We have um, Yuki Ishikawa, who is the founder of Carpe Diem, and I would say he's probably got the deepest friend base um, in all of Japan in terms of uh, bringing his teams together and things like this. So um, he has a very high-level leader uh, coming out there for his match. Um, so the leader of Carpe Diem team for Quintet is Masahiro Iwasaki, and he's super high-level. He's a, a jiu-jitsu black belt, actually, under Barbosa. He runs Carpe Diem's uh, Mita Gym, which is pretty much, in my opinion, probably their uh, their main branch of uh, of their dojos. They've really grown over the years, and they have dojos all over the place, which is another thing we'll get into in our next uh, Jujitsu podcast. It seems like a lot of uh, a lot of these uh, these gym owners um, started out Brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms and all of a sudden they just kind of spiraled and uh, they have all, all of a sudden franchises all over the country and even all over the world. I think Carpe Diem has a branch in the UK as well. Uh, so anyway, I'm sorry, we're, uh, we're getting off topic a little bit, but we'll jump right back in. So a couple other members of, uh, of Carpe Diem to take a look out for. So we have um, uh, Tomoyuki Hashimoto, who passport Hashimoto, super high level, very accomplished uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black Black belt. Um, so he actually got his black belt under uh, Yuki Nakai, which is very interesting. And um, he's uh, he's crushed it on the international scene. He's probably, I would say, top three best um, uh, rooster weights, I believe, in Japan. So 62 kilograms, and he is uh, very, very solid at back takes. His, um, his Barambolo game is unbelievable. Of course, we won't be seeing too much of that uh, unless he can get up to some absolute craziness uh, with the, with the Nogi situation. But um, definitely someone to take a look out for, Hashi. Motosan, and then um, of course we have uh, Daisuke Sugie, Amazon. Um, so he is uh, an old school, super uh, big guy, um, just a crusher of, uh, of of people in the sport. He's one of the larger guys in the tournament, and is definitely kind of the anchor. Every every quintet team has an anchor person. So Sugie uh, uh, is um, definitely going to come through as um, as the support beam for uh, for Team Carpe Diem. So he uh, he started out in uh, Japanese MMA and is also a Yukinakai black belt. So again, super interesting to see that. Um, um, that uh, the team Carpe Diem actually has a lot of uh, of their lineage going back to Yuki Nakai, but it's really it's it's no surprise um, we have uh, we have a lot of uh, of Nakai influence in uh, in this particular tournament. So two guys to take a look out for whenever those guys are in. It's going to be uh, it's going to be fireworks. Not to mention the rest of the team is very very solid as well. So uh, we'll jump over to Team Wolf now. So Team Wolf um, has some really high-level uh, judo fighters. So um, this is uh, kind of something that you're not going to see in the American version of Quintet. You're going to get a lot higher-level judo, obviously, because we're in Japan. And we even have some gold medalists to take a look out for, which is pretty unbelievable. So it's always cool to see how, um, you know, judoka make that transition over from the gi-based game over to no-gi type stuff. But you have to imagine that a high-level... I mean, it doesn't get any higher level than a gold medalist um, can really adapt their game to a no-gi type of situation. And in the past, we've actually seen some pretty uh, pretty high-level stuff in terms of, uh, of, of seeing transitions from, uh, from judo into uh, no-gi grappling and such. So anyway... We're going to get in with this over here. So uh, the big dog on Team Wolf is going to be um, Uchishiba, Masato Uchishiba. So he is um, a 2004-2008 Olympic gold medalist. 
And I, in all honesty, I mean, how do you get a better pedigree than that going into this? Apart from, you know, maybe being like a, uh, an ADCC competitor, um, this is, uh, or an ACC, uh, ADCC winner, rather, um, this is probably the best that you're going to be able to get in terms of having a solid resume to jump in for, uh, for Quintet, for any kind of grappling competition. This is, uh, it's absolutely incredible. So, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's very comfortable on the feet. He can go on the ground. He's, uh, he's solid. So um, I'd like to put up some uh, some highlight videos of some of these guys too because uh, it's it's really interesting to see how we can make that transition into uh, into you know nogi grappling. From the captain of the team though is no slouch himself. Michihiro Omigawa is the founder of Neo Judo and he has an incredible resume that goes all the way back to the Pride days. So he competed in Pride Bushido. He's also competed in the UFC a few times as well. So very rare to see that in this particular quintet. Um, so Omigawa though, as you can tell, is uh, is getting up there a little bit in age. And although the skills are sharp, we do have to say that probably one of the main issues that Team Wolf is going to face is that they are a little bit older. But as Quintet has shown time and time again that age cannot be a factor necessarily. It's not always the younger competitors. I mean, Sakuraba is one of the godfathers of MMA and uh, and grappling in Japan in general, and he puts himself out there almost every card. So anything can happen with these uh, these great events that he's been putting out there. So I would not be surprised to see Team Wolf uh, go fairly deep in here um, with uh, with all of their high level competitors. And I mean, Olympic judoka, you're not going to get any better than that. So. So we'll move on to the next one. We have Team Tokoro plus Alpha second. So um, Hideo Tokoro is uh, absolutely one of the legends of Japanese MMA. He's a really high-level grappler. He's uh, and he's been doing quintet for quite a while. He goes back with uh, Sakuraba for years now, and um, he even uh, actually up at the Akita uh, quintet, they actually did uh, did wind up fighting. Even though there's a pretty decent uh, weight difference between the two of them, but Tokoro has pulled off some absolutely wild submissions in the past. Is a great uh, center of this particular team and he's, uh, he's gone the MMA uh, fighter route as well. So he has a long history with, uh, with ZST, which is one of the kind of up-and-coming promotions in Japan. They're kind of like one of the feeder promotions for Pankrace and, uh, and you know, I guess, I guess we could say Ryzen as well. So um, Tokoro is, uh, is absolutely unbelievable. He is uh, the owner of a Dr. Stretch in Shinagawa. So big shout out to Dr. Stretch in Japan. That is uh, a really interesting little massage place, or I guess halfway massage, halfway uh, assisted yoga place. Um, and I always see Tokoro's face on uh, on billboards around the city, and even in some of the uh, the advertisements they have, um, like uh, in terms of commercials and stuff like that. So Tokoro is an awesome guy. Uh, has uh, always always has a smile on his face, um, and is is just an absolute killer. So uh, he's uh, he's big into jumping, uh, flying stuff. But I mean, in terms of crazy other people on the team, it does not get any crazier, any more psychotic than uh, the king of Japanese leg locks himself, uh, Masakatsu Imanari. So Imanari is famous for his role. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's more or less turned uh, U.S. grappling on its head. 
uh, in the last few years. Everybody wants to do an Imanari role. I'm getting up there in age also, but I gotta, I gotta try myself to do an Imanari role every now and again during my matches. It's super fun. It's essentially a, um, a fake shot where you come in at kind of a weird angle and you spin yourself around your, uh, your opponent's leg just in case you haven't seen it. Um, and it is uh, absolutely devastating, especially when Imanari does it and he can do it in MMA. He can do it in, uh, in grappling, um, as he's done numerous, numerous times before. He's, uh, inspired, um, all of the, uh, the East Coast guys, the, uh, the leg lock heavy Donaher death squad members. And uh, most of them have even fought him. He is getting up there in age, though. Uh, I believe he's uh, late 30s, early 40s, maybe. But Imanari is absolutely a beast on the ground. I've I've worked with him in the past, and um, just man, he gets your leg, and it's frightening. You just you really don't want to be uh, looking at that guy if he has a grip on your leg. So um, he is uh, the self-described tenth uh, dan of leg locks. So uh, dan levels in uh, in Japanese um, martial arts represent like um, I guess you could say like levels like it'd be a first right black belt second right back belt um he and uh shinya aoki have a kind of uh, loose training alliance that they've set up so um uh imanari is known as the uh the, the king of uh, flying submissions while uh imanari is known as the uh the the godfather of leg locks or the 10th don of leg locks so it's uh it's pretty pretty wild to see him so absolutely uh interesting to have both of those guys on the same team over here. Uh, the last team that we have on our list, uh, for the, uh, the team section of Quintet is Team 100. So Team 100, uh, is headed by, uh, Kaoru Uno and most people that are familiar in some way with Japanese MMA and, uh, you know, the UFC crossovers would know Uno's name. He really made a name for himself in the UFC back in the day going up against BJ Penn and some other legends of the sport over there. So, uh, but Uno is, is absolutely fantastic. He was really one of the, uh, one of the big names out here, one of the first crossover stars that uh, that came through. So again, he uh, he leads in this incredible team, and uh, another uh, another member of um, of the team that I'd like to get into, um, Shoki Higuchi, uh, Joe. Uh, as, as we call him, uh, I trained with, uh, with Shoki for a long time at, uh, Padre Joji, and he's really coming up and making a name for himself. Uh, he had a fantastic lightning fast submission over, um, uh, I, at, uh, at the last quintet in Akita, um, he had a, uh, an armbar submission. So I have some, uh, some, you know, personal feelings towards him. I'm always rooting for, uh, for Joe Higuchi. He's a really nice guy, super nice, and, um, uh, is an absolute killer on the mats. He went, I, I saw his whole career go from white belt to black belt. So definitely rooting for him anytime he's on the mats. He's another, uh, Padrestra kind of, you know, Yuki Nakai lineage guy. So, uh, really interesting to see in terms of, uh, uh you know, another team that has, uh, Nakai base. And it has to be said, something of a strange addition um, to Team 100 would be um, Toshiyasu Sagae. Um, And he's trained extensively with uh, Imanari. Um, So it'll be really interesting to see him going up against a a former training partner uh, in terms of, uh, you know, being on opposite sides of the quintet field. Um, But again, it just goes back to uh, to say that a lot of these guys and a lot of these gyms really have a lot of crossover. And there's a lot of that kind of Ronin aspect to Japanese uh, MMA, as well as grappling, where you just go around here and you try to gather as much information as possible and you try to see, you know, where you can get the best technique 
techniques from. So it's uh, it, it's really cool to see the the openness over here and uh, and really to kind of you know see even in terms of uh, of the way that this quintet is breaking down. There's they all probably know each other before going into these matches, and I'd imagine that they've sparred with each other in a variety of non-competitive situations. So it'll be really interesting to see some of these guys uh, work their work their way through this. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I have to say, uh, as per usual, um, and as I, I mentioned at the start of this, Carpe Diem definitely have to be the heavy favorites. I don't think that um, Team Carpe Diem has ever lost uh, in a Japanese quintet. They just have such a, uh, a solid base of uh, of international guys but they have lost matches and um it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out so i'm super psyched about the team version however it has to be said the single matches are really really interesting um we have uh biggest one on here uh hi sum uh hi sum rita is uh, is coming out against uh igor fat ninja tanabe uh, they just fought a few weeks ago, and Tanabe had a shock win, but it's really no shock. Tanabe is um, a, a born in Brazil, uh, Brazilian-Japanese dude, um, absolutely phenomenal jiu-jitsu. He has been on everyone's radar uh, for a, quite a while. He's uh, one of the, the hottest prospects coming out of Japan uh, over the last few years, and to take the, uh, the decision win over Haisam a few weeks ago, is uh, is pretty unbelievable, especially because Haisam is is no joke at all. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people remember Haisam from his match against uh, Gio Martinez, where Gio uh, took him out with uh, with that guillotine choke. But Haisam has really, really been improving over the last few years. He's gotten his black belt, and he trained with John Donaher in terms of leg locks and other things like that. So uh, Haisam has gotten absolutely fearsome, and he is a huge dude. He's absolutely towering, and his technique is phenomenal. So this is a really interesting match, and you give Haisam a little bit of, uh, of fire under him to avenge the loss from a few weeks ago, and I really have a feeling that uh, that this is going to be a barn burner of a match, as uh, as Jr. would say. So I'm uh, I'm super excited about this one, but I have to say, as a fan of pro wrestling. Um, it is, uh, it's very, very interesting to see the, uh, the final match that we have on the card for today. So we have the special Ironman match. We have, of course, Kazushi Sakuraba taking on Takashi Suyura. So Sakuraba recently, many people might not know that he has been taking part in a, um, uh, it's called Pro Wrestling Noah. Pro Wrestling Noah uh, might not be well known to Westerners, but it is uh, one of the older pro wrestling established uh, organizations out here formed by uh, Misawa back in the day uh, after a split from all Japan wrestling. But uh, anyway, that, that aside, um, he's, uh, he's really been going into this, uh, this federation very hardcore. Noah is known for their uh, very hard striking. They really don't pull punches. And I've seen some crazy knockouts in Noah, like literally a pro wrestling match, scripted pro wrestling match. These guys go hard. Um, Noah has some very, very high-level fighters uh, that have gone from, you know, other disciplines, be it karate, be it uh, judo, and other sports along these lines, and uh, really kind of gone for that sort of hybrid MMA, sort of uh, very, very aggressive, uh, real-looking pro wrestling style that is uh, is very, very common out here. 
um, and uh, is very dangerous. I mean, incredibly crazy stuff I've, I've seen in this uh, in this federation. So if you ever want to take a look in terms of, uh, you know, like kind of the, the bridge between pro wrestling and MMA, um, where it's almost not scripted. Like, I would not be surprised if sometimes these guys just go full bore at each other and uh, they know who's going to win, but everything in between is uh, is kind of a mystery. Uh, definitely take a look at uh, Pro Wrestling Noah because they are a very, very uh, crazy company when it's comes to uh, the reality of the situation. So anyway, just to jump back in over here, Sakuraba's been doing a lot of work with them. Um, of course, really needs no introduction, is the uh, the the head of Quintet and um, is probably my favorite fighter of all time. The IQ wrestler, he comes in, um, has, you know, uh, notable wins over many Gracies um, and has a long story career in Japanese MMA. And uh, of course, he's been, you know, doing all sorts of, uh, of grappling fights with, uh, with Quintet as well. So he puts himself out there and, uh, I, you know, Sakuraba's early 50s at this point, but he's, he's not stopping. The man is, you know, sometimes held together with, uh, with duct tape. But he uh, he does it. He does it all. So it's pretty wild to see. Uh, much love to Sakuraba. And he's taking on Sugiura. Sugiura is, again, from Pro Wrestling Noah. So, I mean, week in, week out, Sugiura is putting himself on the line and competing very, very often against um, some some of the, the tougher guys in this uh, in this Pro Wrestling Federation known for its real fights. And Sugiura is no slouch himself. He's had uh, MMA wins over Daniel Gracie. For back in the day, and was also a uh, an alternate on uh, on a, a Japanese Olympic team. So Sukiyo is a very very solid fighter, and I have never seen him in a grappling match. He's got the pedigree for it. Uh, it could be a really fun one. Sakuraba's matches as of late um, have leaned a lot more on the side of uh, of just interesting and funny. Um, the the match that he had against Tokoro was. Uh, uh, at, uh, at the Akita Quintet that we went up to was it was just every, the crowd was laughing. Um, Sakuraba was really playing up to everybody mid match, and I really think that that's kind of his style. He really wants to have fun with martial arts, and just any time that he's involved in it, th- this whole event is just it, it's just a happy thing. It, there, there's no animosity between the fighters. Um, you know, it, it's just a really good old fashioned fun time out and that it's one of the things that i love so much about quintet so i'm always fired up about it we got quintet fight night five it's going to be coming to you guys uh for us in japan tokyo time it's uh it's tuesday night u.s time you're going to be looking at a fairly early wake up if you want to catch this one live but since it's since it's on uh ufc fight pass i'm sure you'll have absolutely no problem catching a replay of it it's always a great time out, um, and especially Cora Kuen Hall is my favorite place to watch matches. I haven't been back there since the whole pandemic has gone down. I used to go there all the time, so I'm really excited to uh, to go back to my spiritual home in Japan, one of my favorite places to watch matches at. So anyway, guys, uh, we will be continuing on with the podcast. We had a little bit of a hiatus over the last few months. But we are uh, we're super excited. We have some really fun guests lined up. We have some really uh, interesting things um, that I'll talk a lot more about uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in Japan, the history of uh, of fighting and grappling in Japan. So hope you look forward to some of those things. Anyway, guys, hope you stay safe and take care out there.